If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is brought to you live three days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Jonathan Hill. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Episode 213 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the show by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something that you like. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. And I'm going to recommend a book for you, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. I finished that book probably last year, but man, it is a really, really good book. It's a techno thriller. Um, has to do with video games and stuff, and you should definitely check it out. Again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash audible, and the music that you are about to hear on the audio podcast is Corneria Star Remix by Noteblock. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. So I want to start off today's show by talking about uh, WarioWare Gold, which I downloaded the demo for it on my 3DS this morning, and I played through uh, the, the four different modes that are available, which is not really true. It's actually three modes, and then the fourth mode combines all of the modes. Uh, the first mode is the MASH mode, and in the MASH mode, you just use the D-pad and the A button, and that's it. There's nothing. It's not complicated stuff. And if you've ever played a WarioWare game, you would, of course, you would you would expect it to be fairly simple. Uh, so you just use the D-pad and the A button. Uh, the second one is Twist. That uses the built-in gyroscope in the 3DS, so you can tilt the machine back and forth in order to make things happen on screen. During that, you also need the A button from time to time. And then there's the Touch mode, where you use the stylus. And you, uh, you know, you touch the screen. And uh, then finally, there's the ultra mode, which takes all three of those and combines them. Uh, I had fun playing it. And the only other WarioWare game that I've ever played was whatever the one was that was on Smooth Moves. I think it was the one that was on the Wii. And my family and I laughed our butts off playing that game. Uh, It was a really fun game. But I, I, like, I never had any... Uh, nostalgia for the WarioWare games. I never played them on the um, on the DS. I never played them on the GBA. And I've heard I heard that they're very very good, but I just always kind of ignored them. And the reason why I first grabbed a hold of the uh, the smooth moves on the Wii was because that particular game everybody could see what was happening. And it made it a lot more fun. Whereas while I did enjoy playing uh, WarioWare Gold on the 3DS, that's a very solitary experience. And because it's such a solitary experience, it, you know, I didn't find myself laughing like I did when, you know, 
uh, I had to hold the Wii, ro- Wii remote up like an umbrella, you know, where that voice guy came on and he was like, uh, hold the Wii remote like an umbrella or hold it like a, like a, like a nose or you have all these different ways and you're standing up in front of your family and looking like an idiot. It's really fun. Uh, this, while still fun, doesn't have that. And for me, that is the core of a WarioWare game. But that's only for me because that's the first one that I played was WarioWare um, Smooth Moves on the Wii. So what do I think overall of WarioWare Gold? If you are a fan of the quick micro games, it's definitely something you should check out because I did have fun and I liked how it just kept ramping up the speed and going faster and faster and faster. And uh, finally, I was, you know, it got too fast. I couldn't keep up with the game. And because I couldn't keep up with the game, I would lose. And then it would, you know, try and sell me the game and take me back to the main menu, unlock a new mode, and I would try that. And so I went through all four of those modes and I had a lot of fun with it. So I would definitely recommend it. However, what I would say is I wish that this were a game that were on the Switch so that I could play it up on the TV with my family. That would mean that they would have to take out the touch stuff uh, and that would be fine with me. Get rid of the touch stuff, add in the, the, the motion control stuff uh, or double down on the motion control stuff or the button pressing stuff. Or make it multiplayer where, you know, you've got one person with one Joy-Con, one person with another Joy-Con, and you're kind of working together to get something done. I think that that would be a lot of fun. Um, And another thing that I would like to see happen with WarioWare Gold is this is the kind of game that absolutely should be on a phone. This is, this could be Nintendo's best mobile title. It definitely lends itself to playing on uh, a mobile device. And yes, the 3DS, I understand it's a mobile device, but I don't always have this with me. In fact, I rarely take this out of the house, whereas I don't go anywhere without my phone. And I would absolutely love to play the WarioWare game on my phone. It would be incredibly fun. They would have to take out the mash section where you, um, where you have to press buttons, but the ability to always have it with you. And it's the perfect game for a mobile device where, you know, you can sit down and you can play through five, six, seven things in the span of a minute. It's really, really fast and uh, it really fun. And I would like it to have like online leaderboards where I'm competing against other people uh, for the high score in a certain challenge. I think Nintendo really missed their mark uh, here with WarioWare Gold, this should have been uh, something that they asked DNA to make for mobile phones, and uh, they should also have the same thing on the Switch. Uh, I understand that Mash would work really well on the Switch, would not work at all on the phone. Touch would work really well on the phone, would not work very well on the Switch unless you had it out uh, and not in the dock. Um but I think that that there's definitely something that they could have done uh, to make WarioWare Gold so much more than it already is. Dear Atari Anonymous, my son Boris has a missile command problem. My mission in life is to save all of mankind. Over at Resetera, we've got a post about Unreal Engine 4.20, uh, is uh, which is a... Uh, 
Unreal Engine is an engine that a lot of developers use because it is available uh, on most platforms. If you make a game in Unreal Engine, it's not a lot of work to take that game and port it to the Xbox One, port it to the PS4, port it to a mobile device, port it to the PC, and yes, of course, port it to the Nintendo Switch. And there's new Switch updates that are coming with this new version of Unreal. Uh, a a big game that uses the Unreal Engine is Fortnite. Fortnite uses the Unreal Engine, and that's why you can find it on so many different platforms. So uh, there's big updates to both the Switch and mobile performance, and I'm not going to go into the mobile performance, and I'm only going to glaze over the Switch performance stuff because I don't know what most of this means. Uh, so this is exactly what it says. It says uh, Switch updates... Uh, we have significantly improved Nintendo Switch development by releasing tons of performance and memory improvements built for Fort Fortnite on Nintendo Switch to all Unreal Engine developers. So I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, wait a second, does that mean un that, that Fortnite is going to be uh, improving? And while I'm sure that it will be, it's not going to be from this because Fortnite has already been getting these improvements. Um uh, so just the the things that Fortnite was was already using is being released to anybody who develops using the Unreal Engine. So these are the things that they're talking about: uh, support for dynamic resolution and temporal upsampling. So dynamic resolution basically means that your resolution, maybe you're at 720p, and then 15. I'm going to stick with Fortnite for an example. Maybe 15 people come in on the screen and they're all fighting and shooting at each other and there's particle effects going around and people are building structures and blowing up houses and all of that stuff is happening on the screen at the same time. The game can lower the resolution from 720p to something lower in order to keep a stable frame rate. In in the case of Fortnite, I believe it's 30 frames per second. Uh, temporal upsampling, I don't have no idea. So let's move on from there. Uh, low latency frame syncing and co for controller input. I don't know what that means. Uh, significant CPU rendering optimizations. This is really important because uh, that you know the 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 switch does not have the most powerful CPU, and uh, anything that you can do to make the CPU uh, more optimized for your game is going to benefit everybody. Now you might look at a game and like Octopath is another game that uses the Unreal Engine. And you might look at that and say, okay, well, even though they have improved this, why would they bother to um, patch a game like Octopath? And chances are they won't. Uh, it's not super important. That game isn't really taxing the switch, even though it's gorgeous. Uh, but why would they update it? They would update it because if the CPU is more optimized, then the switch battery would last longer. So uh, CPU rendering optimizations are a very, very big improvement for the Nintendo Switch, and it's a very important thing to happen. Uh, they also have improvements to threading, uh, better texture compression. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I'm assuming... That means that the textures will start to load faster. Uh, the current issues with Fortnite having really weird texture issues 
uh, aside. I think that that's pretty important. Uh, support for memory profiling. Shrug. I don't know what that is. Back buffer support for 1080p while in docked mode. I don't know what back buffer means, but okay. And then they said, and many other fixes. So most of this, I look at it, I'm like, I really don't understand this stuff. And that's because I am not an engineer. I'm a science teacher. So this stuff is beyond me. Uh, but if you know what this stuff does, please feel free to let us know uh, so that we can tell everyone else. Um, you can let me know by emailing me, runjumpstump at gmail.com. You can, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can let us know right down below uh, underneath the show. And uh, you can, of course, uh, get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260 260- 786-5867. Uh, and I'm sure that there's other ways that I'm not thinking of right now, but there's lots of ways that you can fill us in on what this stuff is if you understand that kind of stuff. Uh, overall, I think that the updates to the Unreal Engine are important, and um, I think that we could see some improvements in games other than Fortnite just because Fortnite already had these. And I know that some people say, well, Fortnite kind of runs like garbage. I don't agree. There's definitely some some issues, especially with Season 5's uh, update. Um, but overall, I think Fortnite runs really, really well. And it is very impressive what Unreal, or not Unreal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Unreal. Uh, it's very impressive what they were able to do uh, with, Fort, with Fortnite in the Unreal engine. Mr. Sakurai, who most of you probably know as the guy who is in charge of the Smash Brothers series, was recently interviewed by Famitsu. Uh, now, like it says right here at SourceGaming.info, they're the ones who translated uh, the interview into English. So big thank you to them. Uh, I, I'm obviously not going to go through the whole thing here on the show, uh, but I wanted to let you guys know about this, and I'm just going to do a couple of quick takeaways here. Uh, uh, so Mr. Sakurai has been working on this. Some people say that he is uh, one of the hardest working people in the industry, and uh, th- this guy works like crazy hours in order to get his game done. And I have heard people talk about him and say things like uh, he puts his he puts his work way before himself, which is unfortunate because uh, like working on this in the interview, he he mentioned that he's already lost six kilograms, uh, which uh, doing that in my head, that is two point. uh, So one kilogram is two point two pounds. So that's uh, he's lost like 12, 13 pounds or something like that. And if you've ever seen this guy, he doesn't have a lot of weight to lose. So he's ultra skinny already. Uh, and that's because he doesn't take care of himself. He works on the game really, really hard and just focuses on that. Um, now the, the reason that I want to talk about this is because, uh, he was asked about what comes next. Basically, uh, overall they said, look, you, you said the gang is all here with the newest uh, Smash, what is there for you to go to after this? And he said, I I don't think about that. I'm not a young guy anymore. And every single time he makes a Smash game, he said, this is going to be my last one, and I'm going to pass the mantle on to somebody else uh, to take over. But then he comes back. Uh, But he says, uh, for him, the key is to ignore what is going to happen later and just focus on what's happening now in order to make the best game that he can. So 
uh, I, I get what they're saying with the the idea of uh, you can't say the gang's all here again and have that be like this big unveiling because it feels like it's always going to have to be like that from now on. And when I think about it, I feel like Smash Brothers Ultimate is going to be the last Smash game that we get. Uh, not that we're not going to have Smash games to buy in the future, but they'll all be Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, I feel like this is going to go more towards the games as a service route, where we buy Smash Brothers Ultimate and we have an account and we buy DLC for that account. Maybe that DLC is new characters. Maybe it's uh, new skins for Mario. Uh, you know, Nintendo has shown that they have all of these different outfits that they can have Mario wear in Super Mario Odyssey. So buying new skins for characters is something that they could do to continually monetize this platform. But if you buy Smash Brothers Ultimate, you own it. And I think that that would be really the best way to do it. And then as you go forward to the next Nintendo system, whatever that is going to be, you bring your account with all of those things that you've unlocked forward to the next system, I think that would be really the best way of doing it. It would allow Nintendo to continually monetize the same game over and over and over again without making us rebuy that game because really what are they going to do to change it? And yes, the the changes that have happened between uh, uh, Smash Brothers 64 and Brawl and... Uh, Melee and uh, Smash for Wii U and 3DS. Yeah, they made big changes there. But I feel like from what I've heard um, from people who've actually played Smash uh, Ultimate is that this is kind of bringing the Melee and the Brawl and the uh, Wii U versions all together and distilling it down to uh, what's the most important part of it? And I know that there's people out there that say it'll never be as good as Melee. And I understand that. That's fine. Um, but you're soon you're going to find yourself in the minority because a lot of people are going to be playing Ultimate. And if you want to continue playing Melee, that's fine. There's no reason why you shouldn't if that's what you want to do. Uh, but I think that going forward, the Smash series is just going to continue to update and give us skins, new characters, uh, new maps. Although I hope that they stay away from maps because I don't want to buy a map and then not be able to play on it just because the person that I'm playing against didn't buy it. So that that kind of thing would bother me. Uh, maybe every character that you buy comes with a map or something like that. I'm not sure how they could do it, but I think that overall, if you just make it a lot of cosmetic stuff, it's going to be uh, a good way to play. And that makes a lot of sense when you look at what uh, Mr. Sakurai is saying, where he has to just live in the now and not worry about the future. Um, I think that that's because the future is now, and now is the future. Oh my goodness, that sounds crazy. Double Dragon 3, the ultimate in NES martial arts action continues with all new weapons, characters, and street fighting moves against the world's most awesome villains, 
Double Dragon 3 from Acclaim. The action keeps coming. All right, we've got two quick things before we get out of here. I'm going to throw those in the lightning round. Number one is that, speaking of future compatibility, uh, Game Freak says that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee may be forward compatible. Now, when I read that, the first thing that I thought was, you mean that we'll be able to play this game on our next Nintendo platform, and that's not what they were talking about. What they're talking about is that there has been, uh, here's the quote there, there have been many times where you couldn't bring Pokemon over from previous titles. I imagine that created some bad memories. I want to try and change that if I can. As for the 2019 title, we're working with the idea that everyone will be playing on their own Switch. It'll have the same kind of feeling as the previous games on handheld systems. So, this, there's two things here that one thing that I think is great and one thing that I think really makes me nervous. Um, my The first time that I bought um, Pokemon, um, I, I, bought a, I bought a single cartridge and I was going to share it with my son. And uh, we, I, I made a, uh, or, uh, 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 an account and started playing. And then my son was like, can I borrow it? So I took the cartridge out, handed it to him. I said, go ahead. And he would, he had to delete my account in order to make an account. You could only play one account per the cartridge. And that really ticked me off. That really ticked me off a lot. And it almost sounds like that's what they're saying, which I don't like that at all. Uh, the other thing that they're saying, which I think is good, is the, that they're, they're working on the, the idea that if you catch a Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, when the 2019 game comes out, you'll be able to transfer those Pokemon forward. Now, that doesn't seem like it should be that big of a deal because they have been doing that for a while using Pokemon Bank, which is this thing where you spend $2 a year and you're all set. You don't have to worry about it. So we've got good things and bad things in that same quote. And hopefully we'll hear more about this in the future and they can clarify because I, I don't want to have to, if, if, um, my son and my wife both play Pokemon on, uh, his switch and he can make an, he can play, but she can't because we have to have another switch that just goes against everything that I've seen on the switch so far and would really tick me off. And it would make me not buy the game. Although my son would probably talk me into it for him. All right. Uh, the other thing in the lightning round is guts and glory first look. This is a very, very uh, gory physics-based uh, emulator where you drive a vehicle and people are shooting crossbows at you and silly things like that. Uh, I did a first look at it. You can find it over on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp. Um, I laughed quite a bit when playing through this. Do not let the children watch this first look. And I even like, uh, I edited the video and made sure that I said something about that ahead of time so that you guys wouldn't, uh, watch that with your kids in the room. Uh, but anyway, that is the lightning round. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to thank, uh, Damon Corso Photography. They gave the show five stars over on Apple Podcasts. You can review the show too. Uh, really, really easy to do and a great way to support the show. Uh, they said, Hey, Bill, I just wanted to say I love your show. You have an amazing production value, which I appreciate greatly with a great radio voice. Your show is short, sweet, and to the point, and just the right amount of episodes per week. Keep it up, and your listener base will keep growing exponentially. Cheers, Damon. Well, thank you very much, Damon Corso uh, Photography. Um, if you want to review the show, that is one way that you can uh, definitely help 
um, with uh, uh, supporting the show. Uh, but there's a lot of other ways that you can support the show. Uh, don't forget that the full show uh, is usually uh, longer than what the audio is. And if you want the full show, you can either watch us live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can watch after the fact over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And if you're looking to support my content, uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All of the links there will help me create more content. Big thank you to everyone who has already um, uh, helped me uh, create content and music for today's episode can be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Any music that I've ever played on the show is found over there. So make sure that you check that out and subscribe to those people on YouTube or buy their music because they're awesome. Uh, so I, I got to get out of here. I will see you all next time. Uh, but before we go, I need to stop and thank the chat. Uh, the show just would not be the same without them. And I actually went the last couple of episodes without actually thanking them, which uh, was silly of me. So we've got Vaxer, uh, Banana Nanan, uh, Beats Alive is here. We've got uh, Corona G8, Decaf Smurf, Ellis uh, Mir 1, Jay Hartley 17, Joel Mead 24, Kirby Geek 4, Mikey B Playing, Mr. Cool Red Luigi, Fisto Pudding, TF Wagner, Rest TV, Trev125, VNK, Virgo Pros, Wyvern Rip Snarl, CXC Bad Blood, and of course the Lurkers. Thank you everyone for hanging out with me while I record the show. You are awesome. I will see you all next time. Bye bye. <laughs>